Go buy his stuff. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, let me pray. Holy Spirit, uh, we need you. I need you right now to just move heavily and mightily and gloriously in this building on us. We really need you. We are a people who absolutely need you. And we recognize that that's true. And we love you for it. And we love that we get to need you and we get to have you. <laughs> and I ask for even more of that kind of a hunger inside of us to, to want more of you, God, because there's so much more. And I, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to just um, to guide this little time right now and bring some healing tonight. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm going to um, <laughs> tell you a couple things as a precursor to what I'm going to talk about, okay? Uh, I, I've had some things in mind, in my heart, um, to share with you um, from James chapter 1. Is that okay? All right, all right. Because I know that sometimes when you just mention that, it's hard for some folks. Uh, and I've been excited about it uh, because I love that chapter. It really ministers to my own heart. And uh, we are going to, we're going to touch the very beginning of it. <clears throat> um, when I was a teenager, I, I memorized that chapter. chapter, And um, it was the only thing I could memorize in the whole Bible, <laughs> as far as the whole book goes, that is. I, I memorized the whole book of James. And... Um, and so it's always been something that was ingrained in me because, you know, the, your word I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I had that one hidden in my heart. It was awesome. Um, the older I've gotten, I've forgotten a little bit of it. So, uh, um, But I've been excited to share it with you. And then yesterday, um, some more stuff started coming to me for you, um, but not stuff that I felt so excited about <laughs> and uh, and then today, God just started shifting it all around. And um, so he's going to do some stuff today. Um, what I'm going to ask of you is this, just to be patient, and um, which actually James chapter 1 talks about, <laughs> and to not think of this following sharing time as a total fragmented mess, because it could possibly be that. Uh, but just that God, God, um, I believe wants to do some stuff here. And here's another precursor. Some of it's a little bit serious that he's showing me to bring forth here tonight and to get out of you. And, um, and that's not the person that I always want to be either, especially at, in this church, you know, because we're, we are like glory, happy church, you know, and, um, and I want to be also a bringer and I'm part of that. But God, God showed me that um, there's, there's other ways to do that as well as what we always think of. That make sense? So I'll show you. I'll, I'll explain to you something he said to me this very morning. This, this morning I got up. Um, I'm, I'm going to share a few personal stories, too, and some victories that I hope, um, I hope will minister to you. I pray that they do. I've been praying all day long that they would. Um, this morning when I woke up, <clears throat> um, I, I felt really weird and discouraged. 
Has anyone ever woken up feeling that way before? <laughs> so I'm not alone. All right. Uh, but to make it way worse, I, I, um, I, I got online and was looking for something through Bethel, but I happened upon one of those websites that says Bethel's a cult, you know, and um, which, by the way, there's that about IHOP. There's one about Billy Graham. I mean, it's just about no matter who you are out there, there's people bashing it, other Christians. Um, but I, I made the gigantic mistake of just reading a few lines of one of these things. Well, here is what happened to me. I got incredibly weirded out and, and discouraged. Not because I was starting to believe what they were saying, because actually it was total bumpkiss. But, um, uh, uh, but, but I just—it's like a dark, weird thing came over me, and I—I I I just felt horrible. I felt nauseous. I felt awful. Um, and so I got up and went to this uh, in our spare room where I like to spend time with God, and. Um, I was like, oh, gosh, what's wrong with me? You know, and, and God told me, don't ever even give one second to that stuff. Anything that's a division is going to cause sickness in the heart. And um, uh, so I was like, okay, I repent for even looking at that, you know. Um, uh, and, and here's the funny thing. There, you know, there's a part of my brain that says, but shouldn't we be aware of what they're saying out there, you know. He's like, no, no. I used to work for Kenneth Copeland. You know Kenneth Copeland? And um, he gets a lot of mess said about him. Yeah, there's a lot of glory there. Um, he gets a lot of mess said about him. And when we had an employee, uh, we used to have chapel like once a week or whatever, and we had a big employee chapel. And he talked to us and told us once that um, he said, oh, there's so much stuff written about me out there. There's you know, people take portions of what I said and mixed it with other things and made it sound like I'm saying women had babies out of their side in the, in the Bible time. I'm just all kinds of weird stuff, you know. And um, he says, but that's pretty much a, I, I, all I know. He said that some of the staff has come to him before and, and said, um, don't you want to know what they're saying? This is important. He goes, no, no. Why would I do that? You know, I just got to push out what God's telling me to push out. And um, and that's that's what he was saying to me today. So even though I <clears throat> was um, uh, even though I was getting a hold of that, I still felt all this icky yuckiness, and um, I felt so drawn to go take take a walk at this place that I like to go to in Livermore. Uh, and and typically you you go on this walk. And then I know a secret path to a secret pond that's in the trees that not very many people know about. And, and we call it the spot. And, um, and it's one of my secret places. It's a quiet place. And you can usually swim in this water, but there was no water today. And, um, uh, so I, but I felt really drawn to go out there. I didn't want to go because I felt like I need to work on my message more for tonight. <laughs> And um, can I just take a peek? Can I just write a few more notes? And I really felt God saying, no, just come out and be with me. So I left the house and, and went out there. And I walked for about four miles out there today. And, um, and uh, man, I had a weird, neat time with Holy Spirit today. And, um, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. 
in a moment. <laughs> so um, he's, he talked to me about you guys, though, while we were out there. I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit in James, both in the New King James and in the message. Um, James said, calls himself a slave to God. Basically, he'll do anything God wants. He's God's, period. That's not a bad word right there. It's, he's just God's bondservant. Um, and he's writing to some tribes, and he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you face, when you fall into various trials. That's the part that gets people the most, I think. <laughs> because he doesn't just say joy, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be a per, uh, perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I'm going to stop right there and go over to the message and read this. Uh, con uh, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Uh, that part that says don't try to get out of anything prematurely, I wanted to highlight that a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm walking out there today and um, really just praying about um, mostly about blazing fire and, and wildfire. Um, I, I decided this week I'm going to fast for wildfire because I, I just, while there's some changes happening in our youth group and it's just starting to really grow. And um, and I'm not I'm not I don't fast so that God will hear me. That's not why I fast. I fast because it makes me hear better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was going to fast for wildfire all week long, and I probably ate more. <laughs> My son got a job at Auntie Anne's pretzels and, and slash Cinnabon. This week he started working there, and he comes home, Dad, guess what? I get to bring, like, boxes home full of... <laughs> Can he share? <laughs> is he there right now? Is that where he is? Oh. Maybe he'll come over here after work and share it with blazing fire. <laughs> no more. I rebuke those. Um, <clears throat> but I felt um, when I set little personal things and goals and stuff and I don't quite make them, I get, I get down on myself. Easy. Um, uh, so I was praying about even that today on this trail. I just was praying and then I was shutting up a lot so I can hear God because sometimes we can be a little too chatty when he's waiting to talk. Um, so um, just being out there and then I start getting crazy burden for you guys out there and he showed me some stuff, particularly about that don't try to get out of something prematurely thing. <laughs> <coughs> um 
I got to this water spot that I like, and um, it was a little bit sad because the drought's going on, and um, the water wasn't there no more. There, there was a little bit, but it, it was a place you could actually... The, the first person that took me out there was Josh Knight, who used to play drums, you know, uh, with us, and he went off to to uh, Oklahoma, ORU. Um, he took me out there when he was 15. He's like, Todd, i got to show you my place, you know. And um, we go out there, and he just starts climbing up this huge tree and jumps into the water. I'm like, how do you know there's not a shopping cart down there or something, <laughs> you know? And uh, But it's just this beautiful little oasis of a place. <laughs> and um, uh, and I... I knew today that there might it, not, it might not look the same, and I was I was right because another friend of mine, Gabe, told me that he walked out there recently and there was no water. Um, uh, so I got to the spot; it looked different, you know. I stood where usually the water's flowing, and took pictures and um, Instagrammed it, and um, <laughs> walked past. I, I don't know if anyone saw my Instagram of vultures. Today, okay, yeah, I walked past these dead trees, and these three vultures were looking down at me. It was it was a weird time. <laughs> they, it was little. It reminded me of Dumbo, or um, or no, those were crows, wasn't wasn't it? I don't know some some old cartoon where you walking by and the vultures are watching the whole time, you know. And then after I passed, is it Dumbo? Oh, Jungle Book, something I don't know. Uh, I walked past them, and then they all left the branch and started following me and going in circles. I was like, what is going on? And, uh, <laughs> uh, and I got to the spot, and I, and I felt sad because it was the way it is. I'm like, God, you know, every day I pray about give us rain, which, by the way, somebody told me it was raining right after worship tonight. Interesting. Outside. <laughs> um, that's, thank you, Jesus, even if it's a tiny bit. Uh, so, you know, I was like, God, get us out of this drought, you know, bring rain. But the longer I stayed there, um, the longer, uh, the longer I stayed at the spot, I, I was almost tempted to leave it because it, it was really hot and really dry and it just looked a little depressing. Um, in fact, I did turn around and start walking away. I was like, okay, cool. And then I felt Holy Spirit saying, go, go back. And sit on the branch that you normally sit on when you come here. So I did. Um, and then this overwhelming peace came. Everything I felt, I felt in relation to blazing fire. And I felt some things were going to be personal for some of you here. Um, and God told me to really just open up my eyes. That's when I started taking pictures and look at the scenery. So, um, <clears throat> so what I don't normally see is the trees that grow around this this pond, um, I don't normally see all the roots, you know, because the pond is there. But now it's not. And um, all these gangly roots are coming down. And um, and they were starving, you know. Uh, the, these are big oak trees that normally have green leaves, too, and it looked like fall. And um, But I was like, man, those are beautiful roots. I mean, those things look beautiful. I'd make a coffee table out of that stuff, you know. And um, and uh, it's beautiful, like a piece of artwork, you know, and um, and God just starts talking to me, saying, sometimes when you um, just are ready to throw in the towel about something, um, there's more to look at that's been underneath the surface all along that is beauty to him. And he said, you could see the beauty if you'll just look at it. Tell them tonight. 
So I'm telling you, <laughs> okay, um, really, there is, um, even underneath, even when there's a trial going on, there's beauty in some things. Certainly, we know, most of us, uh, that after the trial's done, there's some strength that came, and you're like, it's over, but yeah, I'm a little stronger. But when the next trial comes, it's really easy for us to just throw in the towel again. And and I was hearing God talk to my own, to me about my own stuff, and um, and telling me don't don't have that attitude and don't have that heart. Walk with me through some things because there's something called the fellowship of His sufferings in the Bible, and that's not a very popular one in our type of culture, of course. Um, uh, because and and it's and it's because um, some of us have been taught. All this Christian life is about suffering, you know, and that's not true either, <laughs> not at all. But there is a fellowship of suffering with God, um, and and He He did it all. He did everything on the cross, but it is very much to our benefit to hook up a little bit to what Jesus went through, what He felt, and what He still carries um, on behalf of what's going on in the earth. You know, um, it's a it's a pretty good prayer, actually, to say, give me your burden for something. Give me your heart for something, you know, and uh, and you start to feel it. And that's your now you're now in the fellowship of it together and you're interceding. Um, it's the same thing over your own stuff. Uh, there is beauty in it. And we all know the phrase, what ki- what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. Some cli- some things become cliches because they're said so much, you know, that we kind of pass it off as a cool, cute saying, but don't really take it seriously. But it's actually <laughs> true. It's really, really true. And uh, I'm going to read this again. Um, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that the pressure, that under pressure, your faith like uh, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors when trials come. Another cliche that's actually really good and really true is when is when the when there's clouds, when there's storm clouds, that's when you see the rainbow the clearest. You know, it's true. The background, sometimes that's the darkest, highlights the light, you know. And sometimes when we're, yeah, well, okay, oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Um, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Guys, it's possible to not be deficient in any way. Isn't that crazy? It sounds just as crazy as it is that you can consider it all joy when you face trials of many kinds, right? Um, but it's possible. It really is. Uh, Jesus, when he was going to the cross, said um, there was it was the joy set before him because of the victory that was at the end of this thing for us. We were the joy set before him. Um, so he had his eyes off of himself and on us. We can do the same thing. Check this out. Try this out. Next time you have a trial, not only see what God is 
gonna can show you through it and how he can make you stronger through it, but how you can do something for somebody else through it. That will actually probably launch you through it a little more because when you get that focus on somebody else, um, you're going to be able to... Uh, it, there's something about taking your eyes off your own thing and, and seeing how you can use it to minister to other people that... Um, that that suddenly gives almost like what it, what do we call it purpose to the pain or something it gives pain a purpose. Um, it, you, tonight I was talking to Aaron Johnson, Jake's mom, who is just going through the most horrible, huh? Oh, Maloney, excuse me, Aaron Maloney, um, who is going through a literal trial in court over a really nasty divorce and um and and it this thing needs to happen it actually does because it was not not a good thing and um uh but it's just been going on and on and on and on and on and on and tonight she said something to me about what she wants to help other people avoid through what she's learning through this trial process you know and i thought cool that reminds me what i'm talking about tonight and by the way since we're here can we just reach a hand out toward aaron and just declare justice in the name of yeshua hamashiach i ask you god for justice for aaron that everything will come to a close in this trial thing and move on. Thank you, God. I, I, I thank you for peace in Aaron's house with, with the boys and with Aaron. And I, I thank you, God. Thank you so much for, for your justice, God. Thank you for, for letting them be able to go on in peace. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Uh, yeah, so... Then I started hearing, um, this is actually throughout the week, I started hearing what trials actually look like, you know. I started making a list of them, except God told me to leave all my notes at home. So <laughs> that's one th that was hard for me, because if you've seen me preach before, I normally have like five or six or seven big sheets, um, which I do think is too much, actually. But um, but this time he's like, no, don't print that up. <laughs> Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, I'm a spontaneous guy, and yet I like to keep, uh, you know, I like I like to not mess up. Um, but I started making this list this week of different things that I consider trials, um, and then uh, God show, started showing me some more that I have going on, have had in my life that I hadn't thought of as a trial. For for instance. Um, my own sin, my own ha habits that aren't good. Um, and then that's when this morning on that branch, he started telling me there's a lot of folks that you're going to be talking tonight that are really struggling with some continual habitual sins. I don't even like saying that word. Um, but then he showed me something about it. He's going to get you out of it. And we're going to, we're going to pray a couple times during this. Um, and, and start declaring some things off, okay? Um, we're not exposing anything in anybody, but we're going to just make some declarations and get some prayer. But um, in, I, immediately I started hearing another scripture coming to me over and over again, and it was from, um, it was from Luke 7. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Luke 7, starting at 36. And um, this is beautiful, you guys. This is, this is the handiwork of God in what seems to be not 
the most glorious and most joyful of circumstances. This is his handiwork. Um, man, I got a cool couple cool things to tell you. All right. Um, so uh, then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, uh, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table with the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster, alabaster flask. Most of us are really familiar with this story. Um, of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. Um, and, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now, when the Pharisees who had invited him uh, saw this, he spoke, uh, when the Pharisee did, he spoke saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of a woman this is who's touching him, for she is a sinner. <laughs> that sounds like other people, and that sounds like our own self, right? <laughs> and Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, um, so he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had debitors, uh, debtors, sorry, um, who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing uh, with which to repay, and, and he freely forgave both of them. Tell me, therefore, which one of them um, will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one who forgave more. He said, uh, he, he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in, you did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom is, uh, little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who forgives sins? He's saying here, this is the phrase that I kept hearing this morning. Um, she loves much because she's forgiven much. I kept hearing that more and more over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, and God was giving me a little more peace and comfort about saying, um, some of us need to get free from some stuff. It's actually, it's okay. It's okay. The grace of God, he just wants to do it. The cross of God has already freed you, actually. The cross of God has already forgiven you and taken care of you. But, and if you can get a hold of that truth right now and then compare that to your stuff that are habits and things that, that keep you um, supposedly bound up, that is going to start the love flowing in you. If you can realize, oh, wow, my, my mountain of stuff, he forgave this. I'm going to love much because there's much of this that he forgave. He already did this. He already did this. All we have to do is say thank you. Um, and in James, this chapter 1, it goes on to describe love 
um, and letting letting love abound and grow. And uh, and, and God was showing me how these things kind of come together and saying to me, um, if if you can't learn that all your stuff, all of that stuff that you see is actually taken care of and and love me to the nth degree because of all that, um, <laughs> then that in itself is one of those trials that you're going through, you know. Um, but And then I thought, well, how can I consider that joy then, you know? <laughs> he said, because it comes all back around. Give it to me. Give it to me. Lurk, look at the word love. I love you in this. It's one of your trials. It's been one to believe it. There's, um, there's a place uh, in Hebrews... Uh, somewhere in Hebrews where it actually says, I labor to believe your word that I c- might rest in you, which sounds almost contradictory. But don't you get it? I mean, because <laughs> sometimes it's hard to believe it fully. I don't mean like head knowledge, believe it. I mean, actually be rest, you know, really believe it. Um, it actually is a labor to be able to do that. And the labor is to continue on in love. And um, that's beautiful. (laughs) So angelic. Um, Is to continue on in love and rejoice in these trials because he's actually producing patience and love in you. Okay? He's keeping you from death when you allow uh, these trials to produce the patience in you. He's keeping you from death because... If you read further in James, it says, if this thing goes on and on and takes root, eventually it produces death if you let it take you. But if you consider it joy, <laughs> you're going to grow from it. You're really going to grow from it. Not a popular thing, but it's just the truth. It's just a part of this. So one more little thing. On, on I was looking at, you know, I was, I, I'm not a fan of being really hot. Um, Temperature-wise, I mean, you know. Uh, if I was that kind of hot, I wouldn't mind, but I was, uh, she thinks so, but, um, no, but I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm hot, I'm hot natured. And, um, so there, there's been many nights in our marriage that I'm laying on top of the bed trying to breathe and she's under the covers with a parka on, <laughs> Uh, well, I, that's an exaggeration. Well, no, no, you wore a parka a few times. Yeah. She's got this extra blanket that she puts on the bed that I always think, how can you, because, because our, 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 the thing, the comforter is already thick enough that, but it comforts her and, um, her blankie. But I think all I could think of it when I see that blanket is hot. That's all I think. Uh, so, so when I was out there today, um, when I was out there today, I, I was, I was going, gosh, I, I can't wait till the fall, especially the end of fall. Cause here our fall is still hot. And, um, I can't wait till, you know, winter cause I just love cold weather. But I, but then I started thinking, but actually I love the summer though, because we get to swim and the kids are out of, you know, school and. And then, I, but then I was like, but I love the fall because the smells neat and it just something feels, makes you want to bake stuff, you know. And um, and same with the winter, you know. And then I love spring though because I love my plants. I my plants are like 
my kids' siblings. <laughs> um, kind of. I mean, they've seen me talk to them. And, um, and, and so in the spring, I get to, you know, be with my plants again because in the winter, I can't do much of that. So I'm like, I feel so confused. I like it all, you know. And, um, and then he starts speaking to me again about all that, saying, this is why it's okay to speak this message um, about the fellowship of the suffering and about going through trials and thinking it's okay because I'm the one who made spring, summer, fall, and winter, and I love them all, and yet they're so different from each other and characteristic, and they all came out of me and um, and started showing me how um, a, a word that my grandpa gave me years ago. Uh, it was my, my, my mom's dad. He... He's been one of the most prophetic voices in my life. Incredible dude. And um, he uh, he told me years ago, we, we had moved to Missouri. We were on our way to Missouri, and we had this horrific accident um, in New Mexico and uh, just lost all of our belongings and a truck we were driving and almost lost Josiah, um, except that God protected him. And... Um, and uh, so my grandparents came to rescue us, and during that time, he, he just gets in this prophetic mode and starts speaking to me and says, you're going to be involved in several different streams in your life, um, that things that God's doing, but don't ever fully give yourself all the way over to one, ever, because God is so much bigger than all that, you know? So that's why I, um, I, I am not talking about other religions. I'm talking about just the the facets of our God and how big he is and the way he moves, you know. I've been in the Baptist church, this one, <laughs> Word of Faith, Vineyard, you know, a whole bunch. And um and it's kind of exciting to see how God is doing things all over the place and and in different different expressions. Um but he was showing me that today and saying that's how I am in my nature all the way around. There is the glory, but you guys are still on planet Earth and you're still living with some stuff and here's how you deal with it, you know? But but it's with him. It's with him. It's got to be with him. The moment we start looking away, just like Peter on the water, we just start sinking down in our own mess and our own thoughts. But, um, but I'm going to just come forth and tell you that um, as, as I was hearing him say, you know, there's, there's several here that are, um, maybe everybody that's got some kind of, um, habitual thing going on or, or a thing that they're disappointed with God with so far for not, for not delivering them from. Um, I started thinking about a couple of my own and there are a couple, there are, there are a couple of things that I would call thorns in my flesh, you know? And, um, that for years, almost every day, I've been like, take this away from me. You know, I've gotten mad at him. But mostly, I've run to him in it and um, felt his pleasure over me in it in a way that I just can't even describe. That, to me, tells peace that passes understanding. You know, what kind of gives a description of peace that passes understanding. This whole thing with him is way deeper than we think it is. And, and and then when we get a hold of a little bit of that, it's deeper than that still, you know. He is. And um, so he has compassion over us, and he lets some things stay so we can walk with him in them um, and, and depend on him. In Song of Solomon, one of the things I love is where it says, Who is this woman coming up out of the wilderness leaning 
on her beloved one. And all of us are the woman. Sorry, guys, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> in this case, this scenario, um, who is this woman coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? And also in there somewhere, it says, it, you know, God, uh, like the man says to the woman, this is God and us, she's dark but lovely to me. So we're living on a planet Earth. We got the cross. We got, we ha- basically, we have it made because of the cross. And yet we're still living day to day, going to that job, seeing some things not pull through, and and trying to keep our faith up, you know. Um, and and all he's saying through this in James is, I, I just want to walk with you through this. Just keep me in it this whole way. And we're going to grow together, baby, you know. Um, right now, I just want to pray for you before I go on. Um, uh, Holy Spirit, right now, we just, um, we just, well, actually, let me walk you through something together with Holy Spirit. Um, some in this room are going to really, really feel this and identify the thing in you right now. Just think on it that, that you're wanting freedom from, that you've thought is separating you from God at times, um, but it's not. It's just hindering you from receiving love the way you should, the way you want to, and the way you can. Um, I'm declaring tonight a deliverance take place while we talk. God, that you would begin to lift these things and also begin to show some truths about them, God, that's deeper than we, than what we knew before and show some folks in this room how you've been working through these things, how you've been working in them, your greater glory, God. Thank you, Jesus. We don't understand all these things, but it's okay. He does. That's why it's okay. That's why we talk about leaning on him. Because we're not going to fully um, get understanding about every little thing that's going on while we're here. Um, he's going to give us more understanding. He, there's several places in the Bible that says to call out for understanding. We sing it and we pray it, you know. Um, that CD I made is called Understanding. Uh, um, because of this reason. And yet, um, some of the things we see, we're, we're not going to fully get why they're still there. Um, but when we lean on him, it's actually going to be really okay. And some of the times you'll see the result and sometimes you won't. And, um, but you're leaning on him and he knows it all. Your, your identity is going to be in him more and more and more to where you are in him knowing the victory also. Even if you don't understand it all, you have um, that, that sense of peace and victory on the inside of you because you're engrafted inside of him who is the Prince of Peace himself. Intimacy with God. That's what he wants. Every message I ever preach will be about intimacy with God in one way or another, and this one is also. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay, here's where I'll tell a personal story. Um, I I, I was thinking, should I share any of my own trials, God? And... um, when I said that, there was like a barrage of them coming to my mind. I was, I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> not that one. No, no, I can't. Okay, I can't even, whoa, you know, 
all the memories start come flooding in. I was like, well, okay, there's no way I could even choose. Uh, so, um, <laughs> let me just say this, though, that some of the, we, we all have different types. And if we judge somebody else for a trial they're going through just because you didn't go through that kind of a trial, stop it. Because God ain't done that. You got God in you, so stop it. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so I, I'm going to try to make this as broad as I can. <clears throat> Once upon a time, um, Karina and I were in a church. and um, Not this one. And uh, we were... And so that could be anywhere in the past 20-something years since we've been married. So you don't even know what church. Okay. Uh, so, and we've lived all over the country, too, so there. Uh, I'm trying to be honoring here, you know. But once upon a time, we were in a church. And uh, through the, you know, in a short period of time, we, we came into a little bit of leadership in that church. And, um, uh, but, um, but the pastor of the church was uh, not... Um, full of honor like we experience in this congregation here. Um, and it was hard. It was hard. It was really hard, actually, um, for me and for several people. Um, uh, but with me personally, um, it, it became really difficult. Uh, and then there, there came to the day that um, this pastor uh, took me out to lunch and told me that he thought that Karina and I were going to cause a church split because um, people liked us better than him. <laughs> and um, that kind of thing wasn't even on my mind, but he, he had it in his mind that we were going to go start a new church and take everybody in his congregation. And when he said that, I was like, what? But it explained why he treated me the way he did, which was not nice a lot. And, um, I thought, oh, wow, okay, that, all right. And I told him, no, I, what? No, you know. Um, and while I was there, I really felt um, uh, like I needed to stay in honor of this guy, even though he and I were really different, and I don't agree with a lot of st stuff about him or even that he taught. And, um, and uh, <clears throat> so, um, but, but after he shared that with me and I stated my case a little bit, things actually got worse. <laughs> um, but I was able to see, um, I, I, I knew why, but it was so hard. It was really hard. And I know that a lot of people in here have been hurt in churches also. Um, but this one was, um, this is just really hard. It got to where um, I, I, uh, I was um, set up to go do some worship in very in, in several different um, venues all over the area that we lived in at the time, and um, and uh, and I was excited about that because the places that that were um, having me come do worship were letting me be more free than I was able to in our own church, and um, and um, but but a little thing happened one day that made this pastor just jump over the edge and grab an opportunity to gossip about me. And, and called all the places I was going to lead worship at and told them I was bad. They all canceled me. <laughs> and um, that was hard. 
especially because it wasn't true. Anything of it, nothing of nothing of it was true. But um, it was so hard, and yet I still tried to serve this guy. Um, but I was mad. I was mad at God, and I was, you know, at times I would be like, "Why are we here? Why are you letting this happen? This, I don't, this sucks. I don't ever want to be in church again. When we're out of here, I'm never going to a church again." We're going to have a home group full of people like us who are mad at church. (laughs) I wasn't mad always at God. I was just, uh, I I was confused a few times, but I really loved him, but I was mad at church. And, (laughs) um, and even during that, he would, he would drop little things in my heart. Like when, one day I was spewing about that, your church, your people, your ministers, your pastors, what's wrong with America? And um, <laughs> and he just speaks. He just drops this little thing in my heart. Todd, my she is kind of messed up, but I love her. Please love her like I do. <laughs> I'm like, fine, you know. Um, but right in the midst of the worst, the, I, I'm actually going really light on this story. I was in so much pain. It, it was awful. I, it was really awful. Karina and I were really in a lot of pain. And, um, um, and um, so, yeah, right, right at the pinnacle of the most painful part of that, um, we had a guest speaker come to this church for a weekend. And um, this conference went on. It was awesome. We went to it. And we went. And at the very, very end of it, the last night, they, they called people up for prayer, and Karina and I went up for prayer. Nobody prayed for us, and we were holding hands, and we were like, we squeezed each other's hand like, let's get out of here, you know, it's time to go home. And then the guest speaker came over and took us aside and said, you guys are under Saul. You guys are like David under Saul. And, and we went, you, you know this? <laughs> you know? And the, the guest speaker said, I shouldn't even be saying these things. I'm a guest here, but I, God's showing it to me very strong. And um, she started prophesying over us and, um, say, and saying stuff that I did not even think was even going to come to pass. For instance, um, one day you're going to work with teenagers, <laughs> which at the time I was like, we ain't going to be known as youth pastors. We had youth, I had youth pastor back when I was in my 20s, but I thought I was too old and I, it wasn't going to happen again. And... Um, and uh, she said, y- you're going to be with teenagers, and you're going to recognize when Saul tries to come at them and keep that away. And um, when she said that, even though I didn't think I was going to be youth pastor again, I-, I just took that theme, and I thought, that's what I want. I, I want to help other people that are going through this stuff, you know. Or y- y- just keep this kind of thing away, pray it away. And um, that pulled us through. I mean, we- that kept us trucking, you know. And then um, right toward the very end of that, when, I, when it was time to leave, um, I, I, you know, God ministered to me a whole bunch. I, um, in fact, during this time, I would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and, and get on a keyboard and start writing songs to Jesus during that time. And um, uh, even though I was in pain, actually some of the songs sounded like pain, but with Jesus answering it and... Um, and those songs are the ones on my CD, and um, uh, which now those words minister to other people. It's so cool that weird time that I was in. Um, it was my trial, but it's produced some patience too. 
Um, and 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 uh, here's here's how we came out of that place, though. I, you know, uh, God was letting us know leaving a church is a bigger deal to you guys than it is to me. Just go where you're, you know, where life is. And um, I was like, really? So we can just go? And he said, yes, but it's a good idea to get your heart right toward this man, you know, toward this pastor. So I threw out attitude, and I was like, then you got to do that because I don't even know how I can get to, you know. And um, so, um, <laughs> and that very night I had a dream that I was taking care of this pastor in his sickbed. And um, it, it, I won't go into the details of the dream, but it made me wake up with compassion for this guy. And I met up with him and poured out that compassion on him. And then we felt this incredible release to go. And, um, but years later, here we are um, working with teenagers. <laughs> We've been doing that for quite a while now. And, um, and uh, goodness gracious, the time. Um, I, I just wanted to give you a little sample of, of how true what she said was. When we first took wildfire, um, there was a lot of people seeing how cool wildfire is and how these kids are like loving Jesus and prophesying all over the place. And um, I was going to have some of them come up tonight and do that, but they're all gone. Where are they? Um, they were scared. <laughs> um, uh, but um, but back in the day, yeah, there, there was... Um, there was a lot of people that would come to me, but this is, I'm not talking about my immediate blazing fire family. I'm talking about like people that I just met last week, you know, um, for instance, a, a one night, a guy came to me and said, God told me to work with you and your youth group, you know? And I'm like, why? And, um, he goes, there's something awesome about them. And basically told me he wanted to be around that, you know? And, um, I was like, who are you? <laughs> you know? And, um, he was one of many. I, there was a lot of this, a lot of this. But for I'm just, I'll just use him as an example because I never saw him again. Um, <laughs> uh, and I told him, well, it would be great if you were in Blazing Fire core values for six months, you know, first and all that kind of thing and, and that kind of thing. And then he cussed me out. So evidently he wasn't the one. Um, but... But I was really bold about several of these that were coming at me a lot um, that I think were there were several for the wrong reasons at that time. Um, just wanting to suck off what's going on at youth group, you know. And, um, and, and um, I felt like, hey, I, I feel really bold about this because of what I went through and what that, that prophet said over me, you know, about keeping these things away from these teenagers. And, man, are we protective over these kids. We really are. Um, there's a tenacity there and, um, and a patience in us to do all this. You know, I ain't no young youth pastor anymore. And, um, uh, but God's produced a lot of patience and, um, endurance in me and us, I think because of the trials that we went through, I really do. I, I want to tell you so much more. There's so many more, but dang, time is going by fast. Um, but, uh, it, it just, it just does, um, God wants our time. He wants our hearts, you guys. He wants every little... You know what? I know there's some things that we consider trials, too, that are little things that you feel silly about. Like, that little thing is a dumb thing. You know what? It's just as important as the bigger trial that you're going through um, and can produce just as much um, goodness out of your life. Um, 
Meditate on James chapter 1. The whole thing actually is really good, really, really good. Um, meditate on this. Take this and, and just, you know, read a little bit of it and go, ah, can we read this together? Show me how to do this. We like to pray the word and pray James chapter 1 of your own self. Just pray, you know, that I will consider it pure joy when trials come my way. Don't be afraid that you're now inviting more trials. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not the case. Um, just go ahead and, and pray James chapter 1 with God. And um, his place that he wants is just right with you. Here's, here's another silly little thing. It's not even really a trial at all, but, um, but just a, a cool little story that happened only last week. I've got this little spot out in my yard that was this, when we moved to this house, it was this weed-infested, nasty little supposed flower bed. It was, it was, it was bad. It was, we didn't want to go over there. It was just icky. And, um, I, I, but I kept envisioning it actually being a little God spot over there, you know. So um, over the past few years, I've turned it into one. And um, in fact, when we started digging into it, Josiah, my son, he found this. He, he's like, what's this? And he pulls up this dog's collar with a tag. I'm like, is the rest of the dog down there? You know, <laughs> remember that, Josiah? He's standing back there with Auntie Anne's pretzels. Oh. <laughs> I was talking about that a little bit ago. Um, anyway, but um, but sometimes when I, you know, I, okay, my the, the profession that I've chosen as a youth pastor, it doesn't produce like a ton of money, okay? And, um, and, the, and so some things I can envision I try to do as cheap as I could possibly do them, you know? Um, I was about to buy a bike last week because I was like, I've been wanting a bike. I found this really cheap bike. And Karina's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, but it's so cheap. And then I researched it online, and every single website was like, don't ever purchase this bike, you know. <laughs> but but somehow sometimes I make things uh, a little bit in a cheaper way. So I did that with this spot. I, I created this cool spot out there. It's really peaceful. Karina likes to go back there on, at that spot. But I did it to where the ground sinks as you sit in the chairs. And um, so I kept thinking, I would like to get a big piece of wood and, um, and temper it and put it under the ground, uh, on the ground, and then cover it back up with the, the ground cover I have. Um, so last week, I was walking into Home Depot for something else, some little thing, and that thought of that piece of wood came to my mind. And... Um, and in my mind, a trial began because I started thinking, oh, I'm such a loser. I don't make much money. I can't even buy a piece of wood. I, I mean, I probably, maybe I could, but I shouldn't. And, oh, I'm such a, you know, I should have been a doctor. Poor Karina has to be married to this. And You know what I mean? All those spiraling, weird, stupid thoughts that start coming. And, um, but within a few seconds, I was like, <laughs> you know, and um, I caught myself. Well, I caught myself um, thinking this stuff, and I went, no, 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 um, no. And, and then um, the joy of the Lord came over me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, who cares about that piece of wood? I love that spot. And, and, and then I felt God's pleasure over the fact that I made that spot to meet with him, right? So, I'm, so this is a nothing thing. It's not even a really a trial, but it was starting to go, you know, and to that and, and take a whole new twist. So I'm standing there looking at something at Home Depot. 
I gave that piece of wood to the Lord. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I start worshiping him at Home Depot. And my heart truly let go. It didn't even matter. It wasn't a thing at all. I was like, how silly. Oh, brother. I'm standing there at Home Depot. This dude, this employee at Home Depot comes with this 10-foot big, uh, 10-foot, like 6-foot wide, 10-foot long board of wood. Carrying it on his head, he walks right up to me. He goes, sir, do you want this free piece of wood? And I went, whoop! You know? <laughs> and I had one of those big carts, you know? And um, I was like, okay, drop it down. I wasn't even going to ask why, but then he said, we had to peel it off the wall for over there for some display thing, and we didn't, you know, we can't resell it because it's got a few lines on it. Um, so here, just tell him Tom said you could have it. And I went, <sighs> and um, and I walked away and I started crying in Home Depot. I'm like, God, what was that? He's like, You let go of this, and you, it, it was all about a place to meet with me. That's what I want. I just want you. It doesn't matter. All these plans don't matter. Plans, what you can do, all these things but you love me and you trusted me and I do want to meet with you over there without you sinking in the ground. So here. <laughs> so in a roundabout way, you could say I kind of gained a little patience right within a few seconds and it produced life, <clears throat> life, it produced life. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I long since passed that. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I just, I just really want to encourage you with, um, I, I want to I pray a little bit more. Um, it is actually 9 o'clock, so if you have kids that are in the kids' ministry, just go honor those teachers who are working with your kids and go get the kids. You won't miss out anything because God's with you even while you're getting kids over there. Um, but I want to I declare some victory over trials. After praying about all that, I actually, I mean, after just saying it's, it's great to go through a trial, I also want to pray for some victory through trials. Because actually on the other side um, of that victory is when you're going to really start dishing that out to other people. And if we can all get this heart and this attitude and get some victory through some trials, and when the next one comes, we're like, bring it on, baby. What can I get? You know, what can, what can I learn here? How deep can you go? How, I, I love that Misty Edwards song where she says, how far will you let me go? How abandoned will you let me be? Hey, you know. And um, <laughs> I added the hey. I don't know if she said that. But, uh, but. Um, we can become such rich and mature people, mature, mature people, mature, mature. Mature doesn't mean you can't have fun at all. Mature just means that when stuff's happening, you, huh, is my pants coming down? My belt buckle, my belt loop. There it is. Remember a while back, one of our teenagers were preaching in here, and his zipper was down, and he, he just goes, oh, look, my zipper's down. And that was William. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if, we can, if we can get there, this whole, this whole community, the body of Christ, 
we're going to be looked at as mature instead of those weirdos who gripe about everything on Facebook. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, because really, we're not supposed to be fighting about stuff on Facebook. We're not supposed to be doing that, you know. We're, we're not. We're not. But if we were, if some trials happen, even out there that are external, like Obama is doing some crazy thing that we don't agree with or some really serious things are happening in Israel, instead of getting all up in arms again and highlighting the trial that would actually starts producing in our own heart a trial because we're so offended all the time, just turn it into prayer. Come on. You know what I mean? Just turn it into prayer. Uh, somebody was sharing. Well, yeah. Somebody was sharing with me this. This I got a buddy in another church, and um, he was sharing. He he was sharing with me how his church will not sing Bethel songs um, because Kim Walker laughs when she sings. You know, and uh, <laughs> and um and he was sharing with me that he wished it wasn't that way in his church. You know, um, and I'm telling you, I, I was like, wow, I, I think I'm growing in maturity because. I, I used to would have sat there and gone, are you absolutely freaking serious? How stupid is that? You know, what is wrong with the body of Christ? Can't even t- take joy. Actually, what came on me, I was like, oh, God, thank you so much for where I'm at. Thank you so much I'm in a church that lets you move, you know, and lets people express. Thank you so much. And furthermore, bless them. That's, that was the stance of my heart. Joy was there. I didn't lose any joy in that moment. It's a, it's a brief little moment, but I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of maturity there. Thank you, Jesus. If we can get there, you guys, woo! then when trial does come and the world, the people are going to actually finally again look to the church for comfort because we're mature about things. Um, so it all starts with your trial. <laughs> it starts with your time actually alone with God. He wants you. He just wants you. He wants you. He wants you. And no trial should keep us from him, but actually toward him. You know what I mean? He's the one we want to lean on. He's, he's the lover of our soul, you know, our soul, our mind, our will, and guess what? Our emotions. Our mind, our will, and emotions, he's the lover of that. <laughs> and, uh, and he wants it all. And, and um, I, so I just want to pray over you guys. Holy Spirit, that you see the trials that are going on right now in this room. Some things that have been lasting for a very long time, some that just took place, God. Some that are very fresh and hurting and wounding. Some that are making people exhausted. God, I am asking for some zeal to blow through this place right now in every heart, God, in every mind. God, I am asking you, Holy Spirit, to bring your fire, your wind, your oil, and your rain over these situations and over these people. Thank you, Jesus. God, I'm asking for um, a fresh revelation that you are with them in this trial, that some of these things, they're going to come to an end. They're going to be strong. God, I'm asking for an ability to see you, to walk hand in hand with you, to even fly through these things, God, swim through them with you, and God, to see the end from the beginning just like you do. God, you, you, you said for us to be imitators of Christ. Well, Christ does that. <laughs> so it's about darn time, God. We're imitators of you in this way. I am, I am asking for some, a little booster seat, some extra push, God, a zeal, God, to, to help us get a hold of this as a good thing. 
and um and to embrace what you're doing in us god through through the good and through the bad thank you jesus and and then at the end of the day that every single person here can sleep very well rest very well god knowing that you are in control knowing that you already see the end of this thing knowing that you see their victory god and their strength and their maturity and i declare maturity over us god i declare god that we will embrace growth god like we never did before god and get there and be that and be mature god so that the world can come to us because we're ambassadors true ones of your love god and we're not bickering anymore god and we're not constantly sad anymore god you are the lover of our soul and you are the delight of our soul god you are the giver of joy it's a fruit of the spirit i thank you father for peace that passes understanding god that's the kind of peace that we experience when even stuff going on that's not so fun thank you for that peace god thank you so much that you are there god thank you god that you're not a fairy tale you're not a figment of anybody's imagination nope nope no matter what they say out there that's not the case we felt your wind before god we felt some gentle kisses from you before god we've heard your voice so still and quiet sometimes louder and we remember these things god and we love you and we run to you god you are the tower you are the strong tower we run to when there's a storm hey thank you god you're the one who said that we are to be like eagles. <laughs> and eagles jump off the cliff and use storms to go higher. That's actually a fact about eagles. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for taking us higher and higher. God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well... I think there's a little more for him to do. Um, if you need to get going, go for it. I'm, I'm going to pray a little bit longer, actually. I don't, I don't even know if there's a prayer team. Uh, I, I, God is. Um, well, actually, I'm going to tell you something I saw for tonight. I, time went so fast that we didn't actually get to it, but maybe it's supposed to happen right now. Um, I, I, I saw everybody earnestly praying in joy over each other in this room. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask that you just kind of gather up with a few around you and, um, and pray for each other. Be honorable if somebody needs to go. And be honorable. Just be honorable to each other. Don't be scary. Don't be scary. And don't go past people's boundaries, but just be full of love and, um, and just pray for each other. And if you have somebody praying for you for your trial and you're praying for somebody else's trial, guess what? Everybody's trial got prayed for. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you just direct a time that we pray for each other right now. And then we just have some sweet fellowship as we're exiting the building tonight. We love you, God. Thank you for this to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know it's late, but I was feeling one other thing, too, about the whole trial thing that uh, some, you know, some of it is external, but I was feeling like uh, some of our trials are real internal and lies and different things that we've been struggling with for a long time or even different areas that, the, that God wants to heal. And um, so it's so easy to want to take those things and sweep it under the rug and just say, God, you know, 
I rebuke you, devil, but actually it is the Lord and his kindness bringing up different areas that we still need truth. So um, whatever, I feel like that's part of it too, so that God is going to release a grace and a courage for us to look at those those areas, not just the external trials, but um, courage. So I just declare courage over all of you in grace, 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 grace to go with Jesus, go with daddy and look at those, those lies, those, those different areas he's been bringing up in our heart and that we would get breakthrough once and for all, that it would not be this long, you know, it's like this, I just feel this it's been this journey of, of struggle, and, and Jesus is so good, and he's bringing it up. So it's taking its courage to actually look at it and get breakthrough. So. I, yeah, I just I want to make some a couple bold declarations <laughs> over that. There is some stuff on the inside going on um, that that is so secret and hurting. And I am declaring, God, you will make light there, God, that you'll shine light. You'll show, God, where some of these things are actually coming in handy even. <laughs> My dyslexic issue that have bothered me for years and, and um, God's starting to reveal to me how he's just made me to be creative and that's okay that I can't read so fast. It's really all right. There's things like that. I am asking God that you would reveal light. You are the bringer of light, God. You shed light, God, in the darkness. And I'm asking God to shed light on, on what you're doing. I'm asking, Father, for relief, for peace, God. And, and yes, that every person here, here will um, submit every one of these little things to you. You already see it. You already know about it. You already know how to handle it. You're not, you know, rubbing your hands back and forth saying, oh, dear, how are we going to take care of this? God, you're the peacemaker. You are the, the answer, God. And um, we just fall in your hands. All of these things, God, that we have inside going on, we just fall in your hands with this thing. Oh, God, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. And every bit of fear that's rising up in a few um, that's saying, oh, it's not going to work for me, though. Hey, it is going to work for you. That's, that's one of the things right there that's trying to stop you is just that fear right there. Um, I just declare that fear is gone in Jesus' name, God, and the fear of the Lord is the, what replaces it. Thank you, Jesus, that you are, God, an ocean without a shore, that you are bigger than these things, God, that you are that who, all you say you are. You are holy. Thank you, God. I thank you so much, Father, for your, your goodness. You are good always. You are good. It's the ultimate truth, and no amount of fear is going to tell us otherwise right now. I just declare that fear shuts up in Jesus' name. God, that there's boldness and courage in every heart. Thank you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Father, for um, you, Holy Spirit, to come right now and just, just uh, begin to fall on us like rain. Fall on us like rain, God. There's a refreshing in you, God. You are an oasis, God. You are the best friend. You're the BFF we need, God. Thank you, God. You are the best friend. You are the one who brings refreshing. You are the one who walks with us in all these things, God. You are the lamb. You're the lion. God, you are totally other than, and you are, you're, you're ours, and we are yours. We love you, God. Here you go. Here's this thing. Here you go, God. Here you go. Let's go together. <laughs> Let us run together. Let us run together. Thank you, God. I'm asking for the supernatural to happen in this room. 
Thank you, God. I'm asking for laughter and tears, God. I'm, I'm asking, Father, for, uh, for you to go deep in the heart. Thank you, Jesus. I know it's late. If you got to go, no sweat. Uh, I, just, I just feel like he wants to do a little thing here, a big thing, actually. <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to talk one more time about the fear thing because it's, it's still trying to latch on to a few people. Uh, s- some fear that's been there for a very, very long time. You can get free from this fear. I'm, I'm just declaring it over you. You really can. You really can. And a dullness. Some have felt a dullness on the inside for a whole long time. And have been and fear has come in to say you're always going to feel this dullness. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I, I'm asking God for you to break in, break through these paradigms and these thinkings, God, in our minds that aren't really yours. Tonight, God, bring victory. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I'm asking God to to God to give us some help. You are the helper, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the victory sound, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you to fall on everybody. I ask you to fall on everyone, God. Baptize our hearts with fire, God. It's your fire that puts a message like this in us. It's your fire that helps us to go through. God, I'm asking that you baptize our hearts with fire, God. You're so good. Baptize our hearts with fire. Here they are. Baptize our minds with your fire. Oh, hey, thank you, Jesus. You guys, we don't worship angels, but I'm telling you, God said in the word that he made them servants to us, which is crazy sounding because they get to live with him uh, in where he really is. But he has made the ministering servants to us. And um, I'm asking God that you would uh, bring them into the room more right now. I, I know some people know a little more about this, uh, but I just got a sense to pray that. God, I'm asking that you would, you would send your servants here to really minister to each person. Holy, holy, holy God. Thank you, Jesus. You're holy. You're holy. You're holy and you just want us. Here we are, God. We surrender to you. We surrender. <laughs> we surrender to your sovereignty. <laughs> You're the shepherd. Thank you, Jesus. You're such a good, good father. You're a good father, and your word says that we would be illegitimate if you didn't chasten us once in a while. 
it's not as bad as it seems. It's actually just getting some of this stuff out. That's all it is. He just wants us to get more and more free to receive his life, his love. He came to give us life and life abundantly. That's what Jesus came for. And we receive that life right now, God. Holy. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, from right here, would, would, would you guys just um, get a heart for the people next to you? Like I said, don't be scary. Just be really sensitive to Holy Spirit. And just, just even if it's just laying a hand on each other and saying, bless them, bless them. And that's how we'll end this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for the love in this room. Let love pour out. Thank you for the love in this room, God. Let your love abound more and more <laughs> through us, to us, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that we can love much because we've been forgiven much. <laughs> Thank you, God. Shukama Rambo Suri Kikakisa Surab.